Hey, before that, did you see the sketch of Eric and me? Yes, I did. What do you think? Well, I think that... uh, That Eric is handsome. Yes, but he looks kind of... (laughs) No, 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 he looks... He looks kind of like, um, God, what's the guy with Ben Affleck and da- Damon? Matt Damon? I'll take Matt a Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, Thank he you. looks like Matt so Damon. Would I. Actually, I'd say more like Jason Bourne, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> if you want to get technical. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 8.15 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Super excited for this segment here because it's been on Eric's mind for months as we've seen a proliferation of coverage of former President Trump's appearances largely in federal court, although in New York state court, also they don't yeah. allow TV cameras. And when you don't allow TV cameras, but the networks want to cover a case, they call on the talents of a sketch mm-hmm. artist to sketch out what he or she sees in court. Right. And you want to watch the live stream, right? Is that what you were suggesting? Oh, right. So, yeah, join us for on the live stream right now, the video. Text the word WATCH to 855-616-1620 because Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, will be inserting some visuals for our segment as well. So joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News right now is Jim McKiernan of Madison. Jim is a sketch artist. He's been in the courtrooms before and, and does this and has done this for a living. Jim, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So walk us through the process a little bit. When you get into the courtroom, because this is done here locally in Madison and in Milwaukee, uh, what are you looking at? Are you looking at eyes? Are you looking at wardrobe, surroundings? How do you go through your your creation process? Uh, Well, thank you. Uh, You know, pretty often you're looking at the back of everybody's heads. Uh, When you (laughs) get in the federal courtroom in in Madison, uh, you have to sit two rows back. And uh, for almost every one that I've done, I've been behind either the defendant or the you know, prosecuting attorneys. Uh, so what you get is you have to you see the judge face on and you see any witness who's in the witness box face on. But, you know, beyond that, you're you're at this bizarre side angle and you just hope that they'll, uh, you know, turn their head or make a remark to somebody so you can at least catch a profile of them. Um, that's probably the main challenge. I have a lot of drawings of the back of people's heads. Uh, so you're trying to you know, communicate, oh, he looks upset because he's being prosecuted. Well, how can you tell? Anyway, it's body language. Um, the costume, obviously, you know, if, you're, if you've got, uh, you know, property of the county of Dane, uh, you know, federal prison on the, uh, scratched across the back sure. of the uh, thing you can tell what's going on but for the most part it's just uh you're trying to capture um what i refer to as the gesture of the figure that is it's just kind of like the bulk and how they how they stand or sit or you can tell a lot of about a person's attitude just by the way their body is shifting back and forth so that's you know you're you, you just have to like do what you can now i had a i had a, a recent trial where uh, it was uh uh I was really fortunate. I got to sit in the uh, in the uh, jury box, and and that was a completely different thing. So I could look at everybody and, and see all the faces. Uh, but Jim that's McKiernan, usually not the case. Oh, sorry, Jim. Jim McKiernan is a, a sketch artist, and we're talking with him about being in court and drawing pictures of of what he sees, so that 
TV stations and what have that video of court. Do you feel like a weight, Jim? I imagine it's different than Eric and I come in with for the family photo or the family city. Like it's you, you know, if if it is true that a picture tells a thousand words. You have to decide what what is the message that I hope to convey. Yeah, what with are the this, words? Yeah, one moment in time, right? Do you feel the weight of that responsibility? Oh heck yeah! Uh, you know, it, it's a rush of adrenaline. I guess that's part of the attraction of the thing for me. Um, you know, I started out as an illustrator, and I'd be doing products and things like that. But when you get in front of somebody whose life is on the line. Uh, or who has suffered through some, you know, really uh, terrible situation, and now they're on the witness stand, you know, you want to do them justice, uh, um, in a manner of speaking. And then, you know, but the truth is, is that probably nobody ever gets to see them in real life unless they have other news photos. So you're not quite as um, obliged to, to make a perfect portrait but you are to tell the story. And again, I go back to body language, you know, it's uh, who's being accused you know, and what's their reaction. And that's generally it. You know, somebody's facing some, some long-term uh, jail sentence or incarceration for whatever. Have you ever, uh, so, have you ever received any suggestion or advice from the defendant or a lawyer saying, Hey, you know, Jim, help me out here. I shave off 10 pounds. Make me look a little bit better. <laughs> almost always. Really? <laughs> No, oh, oh, heck yeah. The attorneys, especially, can you just fill in the bald spot on the back of my head? Uh, you know, yeah, and shave 20 pounds, please. <clears throat> you know, the, do you ever, do you consider that? Well, you know, just as an illustrator, you do that anyway. You know, you're not trying to make people look bad, so you try to make them look a little better, maybe. What's the um, what's the time frame, Jim? I, I, are you under pressure to? Cra- I mean, obviously, you need it by the five p.m. newscast or whatever to get it to the TV stations or the the newspaper that's hiring you. But how much time do you have to be able to crank out the sketch for as long as the defendant is in there? Like, how does that go? Well, you know, sometimes it's fifteen minutes. Other times it might be a couple of hours, but normally I'm never in the courtroom for more than about 40, 45 minutes, uh, sometimes a lot less. And then you end up with, well, what? I, I was able to grab the judge because he's doing a lot of talking. And then they bring the guy in and, he, and, and they sit down and they hear the sentence and they're gone again. So it's, uh, it, it's iffy. Uh, but, it, you know, I, again, it's kind of it's something of the adrenaline rush. Can I get this done? And so you're trying to get something immediately so that if they do get up and walk away, you know, you have something to offer. Jim McKeon is a sketch artist based out of Madison. He draws courtroom sketches, among other things. And if you want to see the work that he did, we'll get more into it here in a moment. But just want to alert you to the live stream. So you can text WATCH to 855-616-1620 or text the word DRAW and we'll send you a link to uh, Jim's creation. Eric, what did you do? You sent him video? or uh, A video and a couple of pictures of us. Okay. so And, and he's he did his work. Sketched Eric yeah. and me here yeah, yeah. in the studio. So, Jim, whenever you're watching television and you see some of the ones that pop up, I'm amazed by the, the recent ones with Trump because there are multiple and they all look different. <laughs> like Everyone is like a different style. But has there ever been a time when you've seen a sketch artist done or a sketch art done where you've been like, oh, that was incredible or like super impressed or maybe the opposite, super disappointed in, in how the artist did their work? Well, you know, there's a there's a, a common style going around that uh, people are mimicking this woman, uh, Jane Rosenberg, 
who did the famously bad uh, uh, Tom Brady sketch. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, she, no, she's been in the business for a long time, and it just goes to show you that you can't be a winner all the time. You know, her work is great and is being emulated by maybe another a half dozen other sketch artists. But, you know, the guy, you know, in my experience, the guy that impresses me most is this uh, a gentleman, Bill Robles, in Los Angeles, California. And I was there going to art school, and uh, Bill was a lecturer, uh, but he had like the O.J. Simpson trial, the Manson trial, the Lee Marvin trial, Michael Jackson. I mean, he's done all of these huge trials and and, and they come off looking like every one of them is a, a, a beautiful piece of artwork. And uh, so that's super impressive. And then there's Art Lean, the guy who's been probably, I think, 25 years doing the Supreme Court. And he'll put a, a, a sketch together that has 40. 50 people in it and you wonder how did he get that done i guess everybody sits in the supreme court for a long time because they really want to make their point but uh those guys are <laughs> impressive they really are uh so in other ones you just go well did that person ever draw a figure before uh, it looks terrible <laughs> you know well i give you a lot of credit jim what, what you came up with eric and me i think anybody who looked at that would say yeah, that's yeah, Eric Mintz at, at WTMJ. You even got, and I noticed, you even got that sweater that I wore that day bothers me, and I'm going to retire it because my collar <laughs> sticks out on the one side, and you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, in, you know, uh, I have to say, uh, let's see, uh, Vince was easier than Eric. Uh, Eric has a, a, pardon, you know, uh, but you have a very common uh, structure to your head, okay. whereas Vince has got much more uh, angular things. And those when you have something like that, it's some it's kind of easier to capture. You got Eric's uh, hair perfect. And that's a signature piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, yeah, that's it. It's, it's not really a caricature, but it is something about the character of the person. And, and, a, and a, uh, you know, a, a quaff like that is, is pretty great to have. And that chin, I could cut a steak with that chin. So I tell you what, you, did, you, you may have helped Eric well, a little bit there. He looks fantastic. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> but that shirt is perfect, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, so I tried, to, you know, I tried to put you in what I would consider to be almost a courtroom scene. Yeah. Uh, I would be lucky to be viewing you uh, in that direction. Uh, but uh, uh, if, I, if I sit on the far side of the, of the gallery box and I look back all the way to the other side, I might get this kind of view. Jim McKiernan anyway, from – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. No, that was just fun to do. Thank you guys for, uh, for humoring me. Well, thanks for humoring us. <laughs> yeah, I think you did not the humoring. Fascinated, <laughs> fascinated by it. Thank you for doing it. You know, not everyone can pull that off. And it's, again, the world is different nowadays. Everything's more digital now, and, and we all consume news differently. So this is, one of those, this is one of those industries that's still there, still cranking. And appreciate it, Jim, very much. I, I suspect it'll go away soon. So uh, enjoy it while you got it. Oh, don't we'll say do. that. Jim McKiernan from Madison, our, our local sketch artist who uh, was uh, happy enough to join us today. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good day. You too. And again, text the word DRAW to 855-616-1620. That's D-R-A-W. And we'll send you the link to uh, Jim's work on Wisconsin's Morning News. 826. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Big to do at the Milwaukee County Zoo today. This is is overdue. The county is going to invest nearly $2 million in a rebuild of the Welcome and Entrance Center. Mm -hmm. So 
what they want to do is get rid of those kiosks. You know, right now when you go to the zoo, unless you walk in the, the pedestrian gate and park on the street to save on the parking, which that's cool if that's... And that is so my family. That is so my upbringing. <laughs> That's what you do. Oh, right. Joe Vitrano had me parking out on Wisconsin Avenue for Brewers oh, games yes, at County sir. Stadium. Oh, yeah, we've done that we too. We have to roll down that little hill yep. to get to the park. <laughs> anyway, so what they want to do is get rid of those kiosks and then move all the payment systems to the front and then rebuild that whole welcome gate right. and all that. It's been tired and it's been tired for a while. So definitely an overdue project. But I also want to learn a little bit more about what they're doing with the penguins. They're going to rebuild some of that penguin exhibit in front. But notable this week is, so I guess the groundhog is dead. Gordy? Yeah. Did he die just so this past year? Or? So, yes, I believe so. And then it was so, winter, the groundhog, before that. Groundhog's Day is Friday. And walnut has been around? I don't know if that was a Milwaukee walnut. I think you're making up walnut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they don't have a groundhog, and Friday is Groundhog Day. So they've decided. So instead use... of taking a pass on Groundhog Day, since they don't have a groundhog, they're going to do what? E? They're going to use penguins. They're going to trot out a yeah. penguin. I, well, I I don't know the particulars of what they're doing. I think it's a genius move. <laughs> I th- I think if you don't have a groundhog, you don't get to do Groundhog Day. It's <laughs> Groundhog Day, not animal sees their shadow day. You can't just trot out any sort of creature. You don't know, though, whether or not penguins are actually forecasters in some way. Maybe (laughs) when penguins slide on their bellies, that would indicate six more weeks of winter. I see what you're doing here. You're going back to the story with PETA last week, and PETA wants them to flip a coin at (laughs) Cobbler's Knob, Gobbler's Knob there with Punxsutawney Phil lives. The groundhog's not a meteorologist. Yeah, (laughs) right. Who thought he was? <laughs> Why don't they just use a hedgehog like originally? That's a great question. Traditionally, it was brought over by the Germans to the United States in the 18th century. And uh, the folklore had the figure a hedgehog. Yeah, but they didn't find any hedgehogs, hedgehogs in the yeah. United States. So they adopted the groundhog as a yeah. substitute. So Good the hedgehog. See? See, it's ba- but what would you rather? I mean, what if they adopted a badger? <laughs> like that'd be that, dangerous. I would be well, yeah, but I would that would be more fitting for Wisconsin. But That's see, that, my my point is here, and I like Groundhog Day. Okay, it's funny, but like, does anyone really take it seriously? Like, this is an actual <laughs> meteorological prediction. Yes, Vince. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> so you can't just trot out any animal. It's so, Groundhog Day. What about an octopus? No, they do the no. octopus that picks the 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 uh, FIFA World Cup. That's true. The National Weather Service says Phil nails the forecast about 40% of the time. Well, I think yeah. I think on Friday, well, I, I should go investigate whether or not, like, there is a specific reason why penguins were chosen and if they have some kind of internal clock as far as forecasting. They don't. I like, I like Groundhog Day. It's a joke. It's fake. <laughs> Let's pretend. You, you wouldn't feel this way if it were camels. You'd be all fine if it were camels. Sure, trot the camel out there. What about one of the baby giraffe or whatever? Just... <laughs> Bring the whole you know, bring the whole zoo out front. Wake everybody up. Get them all out there. Eight thirty four on Wisconsin's morning news. Boom boom, roadkill. Eight forty two on Wisconsin's morning news. Are you ready for liftoff? Yes, yes I am. The retired space shuttle Endeavor is prepared for launch. Well, kind of. But it looks like it. It now sits vertically this morning after the shuttle was carefully hoisted to be connected to huge external fuel tanks and two solid rocket boosters. Why? There's only one external fuel tank. Nerd! (laughs) 
This is taking place at the California Science Center in Los Angeles. They're setting up a new exhibit. So they want that thing ready for launch. They want you to see it up close, standing up there with the boosters and with all the tanks. That's really cool. So you can see what this thing would be if it were going to go into space. So yeah, they're working on this project now. Real fired up about it. Here's a curator. My hope is that people will come to the California Science Center, Samuel Ocean Air and Space Center, and recognize that this stuff, as complicated as it is, is not beyond them. That's Kenneth Phillips of the California Science Center. Quick, name all the shuttles, space boy. I think there were five. Columbia, Challenger, you mentioned Endeavor, Discovery, and Atlantis. Five and a half if you count Enterprise, which never actually went up into space. It was a mock-up Interesting. so they could test the landing systems. Oh, very good. Am I right? I'll check my work in the break. Thank you. Debbie Lasga. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just what was that? <laughs> I just stepped back in. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Is she supposed to do traffic here? Yeah. Oh, hey, before see? that, did you see the sketch of Eric and me? Yes, I did. What do you think? Well, I think that... Uh, that Eric is handsome. Yes, but he looks kind of... <laughs> no, no, no. He looks... He looks kind of like... Um, what's the guy with Ben Affleck and... Da- Damon. Matt Damon? I'll take Matt a Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, Thank he you. looks like Matt so Damon. Would I. Actually, I'd say more like Jason Bourne, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> if you want to get technical. Uh, but your nose guy. isn't, I mean, your nose in real life isn't as wide. Oh. Thank you. I thought he looked fantastic. Text the word draw if you want to see the sketch artist rendition of Wisconsin's morning news. 855-616-1620. Wisconsin's morning news on this Tuesday morning, spent about an hour with the mayor of the city of Milwaukee on Monday, and we got into a lot of stuff. Matt Walker hosted at his company, and Matt's one of our partners here, Walker Media Agency, had this business roundtable. Really nice event. I appreciate Matt's ability to do that and to bring business leaders from around the area together. And it was kind of laid back. He's like, I just want a couple dozen of these business leaders to come in to be able to meet the mayor if they haven't and just chat about different things. It's smart. That's brilliant. The mayor should be talking to those folks. Right. And so, and he deliberately didn't invite a whole ton of media, you know, because then people people behave differently when they're in those situations, sure, right? And I did ask the mayor, I'm like, hey, I was going to start him off, prime the pump a little bit, or ask a few follow-ups here and there. But mostly I opened up to the floor. But I said, you know, is it okay if I, if I record some of this and bring it back for the show? And he was fine with that. So, you know, of course I had to lead. You have this time, this audience with the mayor. I have to lead with the important pressing issues of our time. (laughs) You started with the restaurant, didn't you? My first question is, do you really not like Cracker Barrel? Or what's the story with that? (laughs) Does everybody know the story? (laughs) I can't believe we're still talking about this. Because I love Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah, we're talking about it. By the way, Mr. Mayor, I love Cracker Barrel. I thought you got that in there, too, by the way. So I think initially... He was like, come on, man. But he was a good sport, and he actually went even more than he had to on the record of how much he indeed does like Cracker Barrel. (laughs) So I I actually do like Cracker Barrel. As a matter of fact, uh, just last year, I mean, my family uh, and I were at that Cracker Barrel, that very same one, uh, and that's not the only place. I mean, we go to Holy Hill every single year. And then he went on this litany of other places that they have visited in Washington County. I don't know. I think you should have followed up on that. What did you have, Mr. Mayor? Receipts. (laughs) Do I need to file an open records request, or can you just produce those receipts? (laughs) 
So, but to the substance of the point and backfilling here for those who don't know the story, after about the first of the year, the county executive in Washington County, Josh Showman, put out a tweet or a post on X yeah. and basically said, hey, new sales tax in the city of Milwaukee, increased sales tax in Milwaukee County. Come on out here to Washington County and save some money on big ticket items was essentially the spirit of his text. And the mayor took it as a cheap shot and he didn't like it. And so there was this back and forth. The mayor had said, oh, yeah, well, folks want fine dining and, you know, theater and all the all the things we have to offer fine. Or they could stay there and go to Cracker Barrel. And that was his shot back, which is how Cracker Barrel got all wrapped up (laughs) into this thing. But the mayor did expand on his point. He thought it was a cheap shot. And he pointed out, he said, look, Washington County. And many other counties, in fact, every other county in the state and municipality benefited from the state shared revenue agreement that we struck with the state of Wisconsin. He and County Executive David Crawley spent a lot of time back and forth in Madison. They helped get that deal done. And his point was, hey, Mr. County Executive, you got some of that, too. You're welcome. Our efforts were helpful, not just to the city, but they were helpful to communities all around the state of Wisconsin. And he took that uh, as sort of a wedge issue, a cudgel to try to, you know, say, oh, folks, why don't you come over to Washington County? Like, let's not make light of the situation. And my thing is like, look, if you want folks to come to Washington County, uh, that's fine. Maybe you should try to work to build some affordable housing in your county. <laughs> Boom, shot back. So want to move on here because there are a couple other things I want to get to. We talked about Northridge, barring the unforeseen, the city about to take ownership, finally, of that property. There's okay. a window for the overseas company yep. that owns it to appeal a judge's decision, but that is unlikely. My primary concern about that property is, what are we going to do with it? And is it going to be like other spots in the city, for example, Century City in the central part of Milwaukee, that we have all these grand plans for, and then... Outside interest comes and says, all right, we'd like to do this here. And then the city stabs itself in the back and nothing gets done. Do we sometimes though get overly picky? And like, I I would love to see great things mm-hmm. as well. But sometimes, you know, it's like, look, you have to have the private sector tell you what they're willing to invest mm-hmm. in in that particular location. That's my concern is that sometimes sure. we just get overly picky. Sure. Well, we'll take a pass on this one. We'll take a pass on that one. And then 10 years later, it's still empty. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. So. Had to cut out some of this because I want to get to the substance of the mayor's point. And one of the things I referenced was Century City. We had that deal with the Veal guys out of Franklin Strauss. Mm, yep, yep. And it was all set to go. They were going to move a meatpacking plant to that largely vacant space. Lots of jobs, whatever. The city eventually stabbed itself in the back by killing the deal, spiking the deal. The mayor saying, like, I was one of the people that brokered that deal, and I voted for it. And, yes, I see your point. So it was disappointing to me um, that we did not move forward with that. So um, while you need to be picky to us, you know, to, to a degree, that was one where I thought we should have picked it uh, and moved forward with that. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens at Northridge. I understand, you know, exactly what you're saying, Vince, um, but I think we should, and we owe it to the people who live there who have dealt with this for 20 plus years, to look at what all the possibilities are and not just simply take the first thing that comes up, um, just simply because it was offered. I think there's other opportunities. So we'll see what those are. First things first, let's get rid of the blight. Uh, let's get rid of the danger so that our firefighters and the people who live over there don't have to put up with that anymore. And to his latter point there, first things first, he wants the place to be torn down. He wants the property secured so it's no longer a safety hazard and a blight. And then we'll get to these other things. Okay. So. That's if fine. there are other things. And that's, I mean, that's my question. What are the other things? Exactly. I, do they even exist? Will they exist? Hope so. And you don't get to decide what those things are because it's outside investment. So 
Eric's company here needs to have a proposal for that land. I imagine there'll be an RFP, a very wide one, and they'll do all of those things. But right, let's not be overly picky. If somebody wants to do something, let's at least consider it and not get caught in these things. One more thing, because I've been critical sometimes about where the city puts its resources. I, I joke all the time about the obsession that we have over bike lanes and separating out the bike lanes. And for those people who are cyclists or ride-to-work people, it's very important, and I grant them that. It's not something that I do, so you know maybe I'm disconnected from it. There's another reason that it is kind of important. The mayor talked about his push to put a million people in Milwaukee. He wants to grow the population of the city to a million people. And he had an interesting, to say, interesting thing to say about how young people choose where they want to live and how we attract young talent. What am I? I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. And Generation Z or whatever is after me, uh, I come to find out that um, they generally will select the city first. They'll fall in love with the city and its amenities first before they decide to take a job or settle down or whatnot. So that's what I want to make sure that we're building as well here, too. So, like, the Deer District, I think, is an excellent example of that. But it's not just that. Citywide. Um, that's why I talk about this protected bike lane network, right? It's, it's certainly got uh, an application uh, in terms of reducing reckless driving, but that's a bona fide amenity that you're seeing become very, very popular in other cities across the United States. So I will grant him this, you know, just because something's not important to me doesn't mean it's not important to some other folks that the mayor thinks are important to try to track to the city. We so, know people that have done that, that have moved here because of the city first, that are from out of state. And then I'll find a job, right? Yeah, yeah. companies are companies. I can work at a company here. I can work right. at a company there. So if those things are important to young talent, to attract them, to retain them here, I'll give the mayor that. It was a perspective that I hadn't necessarily had on that particular issue. 8.55 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Largely quiet weather over the next five days. Today, a high temperature of 40 degrees, maybe a little bit of drizzle or some flurries, and a low down to 33 tonight. So I think the sketch, the courtroom sketch artist knocked you out of the park. I think when you look at that picture, you know it's Vince Vetrano that he drew. For sure. Me, it's... Mm-hmm. friend of mine said that uh, made Vince look like... Mm, hang on a second. What did she say? Brad Pitt. <laughs> and you said Eric looked like Matt Damon. Matt Damon. So Pitt and Damon? Yep. Was this Ocean's Eleven? Yep. I love that. Yeah, we're a couple of dreamers right now. Sure. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I'd take it if it was offered. Your text word draw, and you can see the courtroom sketch artist of us uh, draw to 855-616-1620. Great show today. Check out the podcast page as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, listen to the whole thing. Gate to gate. We had a good show.